Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast. Good afternoon, morning, evening, whenever it is that you're listening to this. Yeah, good afternoon, everybody. Evening, morning. It's probably morning when Jason posts it. <laughs> like, like 1 a.m. again? 1 a.m. <laughs> last week. See, that's and, what happens when Omaha loses one rink and all of the men's leagues scramble to like push us all into the... I mean, we're one sheet short, so everyone's just scrambling for ice time and we end up with like 10 o'clock games. Well, you had work commitment yeah. and your daughter's school commitment. And I'm like, just yeah. wait till Tuesday morning. And then Jason hears from a bunch of people when he's playing, you know, adult rec hockey. <laughs> you know, this is part of our weekly routine. Yeah, where's the thought? where's the Monday morning podcast? I know. So hopefully it's Monday morning when I get this one out. I this hope time. so too, because the, the fans are waiting. And hopefully they're happy fans. I hope they are. I hope they have a good I mean, time after this, to this weekend. I don't know how you couldn't be. I'll tell you what. That was that was a great result this weekend. I'm happy because we were right. We were. We were also wrong, but we were right. First. I think. Did you pick that they would win Saturday? No, we both picked uh, pick Friday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Friday win, Saturday loss. So yeah, but and they very well could have won that Friday night game at Ohio State if they could have stayed out of the box. Which sounds like a broken record, because we said that a lot last season, too. Something that plagued them were these kind of dumb, emotional penalties last season. Right. And they had some of those this weekend. They had some of those penalties, so it was a little bit of a flashback to last season. But the team overall stronger, so they were able to, relatively speaking, overcome those penalties. Especially Saturday night, because by all intents and purposes, they should have lost on Saturday Oh, absolutely right. Especially after giving up three on Friday. To me, to me, the turning point in that Friday game really was the goal that they gave up in the last minute of the second period. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, it's a late goal. I Late goals just seem to be backbreakers. Yeah, they definitely kill your momentum at that point. Because at that point, if they go into the third period tied, I think the complexion of the game is a lot different. Yeah. So Omaha Omaha loses. Let's hear what it was uh Preston's power play goal at like halfway through the third period. That ends up being the game winner. Mavs didn't I mean, didn't really have I didn't feel they had a really good shot at tying it up late in the game. They got some puck possession, but just I didn't think they really put in the greatest of efforts to to tie that up. And then Ward takes a tripping penalty with like thirty seconds left and Yeah. That was kind of the ah, uh, well, we're done now. So Absolutely. I tell you what, they the goaltender for Ohio State was impressive both mm-hmm. nights. Tanner Lazinski. Yeah. The guy who seemed to be involved in most of their scoring. And their usual Matt Miller's a yeah. stud for him. And, yeah. And he was solid. They've been a strong team the last two seasons. And uh, and so I, I was worried when we lost Friday night that we weren't going to rebound on Saturday night. Right. Yeah, with a freshman team, that's what we talked about last week, was that that's, that's something you don't know. You don't know how they're going to handle adversity, and that's why I thought their best chance to win a game was going to be on Friday to kind of come in. Right. And, 
and play with some energy and shock yep. Ohio State. And and especially since that game was close, I thought that yeah. was the one. If they were going to win, they should have won. That kind of back and forth, I really thought we might come through. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns with this team, so we didn't know how they'd do on Saturday night. And certainly, you know, the early part of that game on Saturday night, it was, especially the second period, was kind of, uh, kind of like the Wild West there. Yeah. Well... Ohio State on Saturday puts up double-digit shots each period. Yep. We end up with 38 minutes of power play, of penalty minutes. Yeah. When we count the we count the misconducts. We had to kill off two majors. Two five minutes. We had two five-on-threes we had to kill off. Yep. One of them was almost a full minute long. Yeah. So, and, you know, after giving up three power play goals on Friday, we give up none on Saturday. So I know it was crazy. I think that I commend the guys top to bottom, the coaching staff to rebound. I mean, to, to bring the guys together Friday night and say, that's not our best hockey. We can do better than that. And this is how we're going to do better. You know, I think it, it bodes well for the team going forward to say, look, we can have an off night like that and rebound and, and find a way to split. Yeah, it was what was really impressive was they didn't get rattled during the game because I felt like right. last season's incarnation of the Mavericks probably would have gotten rattled at that point. Right, there was there was plenty of times last season where, you know, it was one of those we got a lot of these I felt Saturday that were kind of ticky-tacky calls. I agree. Like, uh, maybe it's there, but I mean, come on. Like Yeah, Nolan, really Nolan Sullivan made his collegiate debut and Yeah. That one was, was that kneeing? Was that the The kneeing was called? the one that got now, him. Now, they, obviously the the game feed wasn't, you know, the greatest production value in the world, and they weren't great about showing replays over and over again. I felt like that one, I was kind of surprised that that was a major penalty. I You know, you looked at it, and it just looked like their legs kind of got tangled up with each other. I don't know what you saw on that play. Um, Sullivan leads in. He kind of goes for that, like late 90s hip check, kind of the Rob Blake kind of thing. <clears throat> kind of leads a little bit with his leg. I think mostly just because he was stopping. Right. I mean, I look at that saying, in my book, you know, obviously personal opinion here, that's, it, everyone's going to see it differently. I see that as definitely a two-minute, maybe a five-minute, not a game. Right. Like, I didn't think, I thought that was just too far. And maybe it was a little bit of them just trying to, you know, bring the game back. And kind of, yeah, kind of but, send a message and set the tone for the rest of the game. But you already, you, you'd already thrown one guy out right. at that point in time, you know. So I just... I know, and you and I, I talked about this hard. a lot last season. And yeah. so well, last we're a season bit we led. to it. Yeah. There was not an NCAA team in the country that had more game misconducts than the Mavericks. I know. And unfortunately, we're kind of on that road again. Well, exactly. And as much as we want to say, you know, the refs were calling ticky-tack penalties, they were being too picky, we've got to be careful about that. You can't put forward. yourself in that position. No. You know, when when we got thrown out, I thought that one was probably more of a little bit of a mental mistake. Right. I think he was frustrated from what I can tell at least he was frustrated. Right. He had an opportunity. He probably should have just, you know, let it go. Yeah. But he got his luck in. And, you know, for a guy who has a lot of pundits complain about his size and his tenacity 
and that, you know, he's too small and he needs more muscle and he doesn't fight and he doesn't like, these are the things I read about the kids. So part of me goes, okay, well that probably got into his head a little bit. And, right. and this is an opportunity for him to, you know, stand up for himself instead of expecting teammates to stand up for him. So, so that I kind of, you know, that one, I think, but the good news the is he came against, out, he came out and had a terrific game Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. And he looked, he looked really good in the Ohio state series. Oh, he definitely, I mean, did. he didn't get, I don't think he produced the way you, you'd want him to, but especially on our power plays on Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday, like I said, Saturday night in particular. Well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, I think the, the ejections on, on Saturday, both of them, I thought were the first one's kind of a, it's a point of emphasis. So it's hard not to eject. Right. Them. I can kind of stand behind that one yeah. for that reason. I, I just didn't, it was unfortunate to see Sullivan go. And I just didn't think that what he got warranted that level. Exactly. I question that too. But like we said, they've got to be careful going forward. Yeah. I think they need to, they need to realize that you're not, it's not the old days where you can kind of, you know, no. take one of these things and intimidate yeah. a team into changing their game. So you really don't do yourselves any favor right. at any level with that stuff. And, and, you know, they overcame it, which is, Awesome. Which is impressive because we didn't see, we didn't see that happen last no last season. And like you said, you know, last year it seemed like, um, oh, so on in Friday's game, I both nights I think the refs need to they need to learn what the crease is a little bit more. Um, but there was two Ohio State players that, in my opinion, were way too close to Seville for. One of them certainly. I mean, he came across. Yeah, it definitely and seemed made like contact they were, with the goaltender. Yeah, it seemed like they were it trying to run our goaltender. Yeah. yeah, And so then the scrum fights and the the scrum starts in front of him. Um, Seville ends up getting cut, and I I'm watching the feed going. Ohio the Ohio State player threw three punches, granted with his gloves on, but I really don't care in college hockey if you throw a punch with your gloves on, you should get something. Don't yeah. give them five for fighting because you know they're going to get the th- get the the ejection. I I can understand you not wanting to go that far. It should at least have been a two minute roughing. Yeah. But we came out of that with the only power, with the only penalty, and yeah. that's a situation that last year would have just frustrated the heck out of the team, and they would have just snowballed down. Absolutely, absolutely. And you could tell Ohio State yeah. was trying to get into Isaiah Seville's head. Oh yeah, because yeah. both nights he he was stellar. Oh, he was. And, I mean, he let some in, but you can't really fault him for a lot of those goals. I'll I, tell you I'd what, say... both, of, both of those games, there were some key saves that he made. Oh, yeah. That goaltenders in the recent past might not have made, but he was yeah. able to make them, and that was the difference in both of those games. Yeah. And it kept UNO competitive. It kept UNO in it. He made some big saves after Abate's goal on Saturday night to put us ahead. Yep. So that's the, that's the stuff you look for. And any time, you know, you can shut out, 40 minutes of power play time, your yep. goaltender's playing well. Because yep. that doesn't happen if your goaltender's not playing no. well above average. It was big. It was big to get a win on the road. It was big to get a win against a ranked opponent. Which are two things we haven't done in quite some time. No, we only won two road games last season. <laughs> yeah. One was at Miami, one was, one at, one was Miami. at Western. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so our last, our last road win was Miami. Yeah, second uh, half of the season. Yeah, that was the February 8th game. 
And then our last ranked opponent was March 2nd. Duluth. Of, of 2018? Of 18. So more than a year. That's that's our that's our that's against a road. A ranked opponent on, on the, the road. road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's rough. And especially, you know, it's not like you're you know, Minnesota State that's playing in a you know, a conference no. where they may be the only team that gets ranked, you know. No, we're playing in a year. conference that's got a who's who of ranked yeah. opponents. I mean, we're you know, we're in a we're in a conference where a team that doesn't have home ice in their conference tournament might still be a top fifteen team. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You look. This is a conference where six teams can make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. At one point in time, I can't remember if his last season or the season before, four of the top five teams were in our conference. I know, right? It was like, oh lordy. Yeah. So that was good. It was a great road series. It's great for them to have success early on before the conference season starts. This is the kind of stuff that they need to build momentum, build confidence, get some wins under their belts, get that record to a point where they're looking at it saying we can compete for something and do something special yeah. when the second half of the season rolls around. So that was that was a, a big win against a good Ohio State seat team on Saturday. You know what? If things had gone a little bit different on Friday, we could, could be talking about a sweep right now. Yeah, which yeah. would have been huge. And- uh, I expect that Monday they'll get a few more votes to be yeah. in the top top twenty. Uh, I don't know that we'll get enough to get there, but people are taking notice and saying, you know, this team is dangerous. They are. John's prediction of fifth in the conference may not be so far. Uh, you off. know what? It's not crazy at <laughs> all. That's right, and it it is. It's. I mean. I was thinking about this the other day. You and I did 22 episodes of this podcast, and each episode's about an hour long. And the team won nine games last season. I'm amazed that we stayed as, you know, positive and yeah. and uh, optimistic as we did last season because that was a that was it was a rough season. It was a slog to talk about. That was tough for the team, and you could tell it was it was it was taking its toll on the team by the time March rolled around. Yeah, you know, the old pro- proverb is it's darkest before the. The dawn. The so. light. And I got to tell you, winning is a lot more fun than losing. And you can tell the you can tell these players, especially the the veterans, the upperclassmen, you can tell that they want to win. You look at a yeah. guy. I mean, Zach Jordan had a great weekend again. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk player of the game. Player of the game. Why don't you start? Player of the weekend. I got to go with Isaiah Seville. I know that that's such an obvious pick. But you got to go with him. He played great both nights, and I think he was what, especially Saturday night, he's what kept us in that game. Yeah. Because I was thinking, I was thinking when when we were getting into penalty trouble there early, I'm thinking we are. I mean, that was one of those situations that could go a variety of different ways, and that was one of those games where you could have seen us losing five to one, and we didn't. We won the game, and so you got to hand it to him. He's uh, so far. I mean, it's still early, but he's uh, he's everything uh, that's been advertised. So I'm excited about him. He seems like a great kid, anyway, and yeah, and I I wish wish him all the success in the world. And it's nice to be in a position where, you know, from what we've seen from Roden, you have confidence in his backup if you need it. Yep. Clearly, I think they're challenging each other to perform better, and that's good for any goaltender. Yep. Um, coach seems to be, you know, pretty committed to this 
I'll play whoever's got the right attitude practicing the right way. Uh, and I guess I'd ask you, what did you think of that? Because we thought maybe after last weekend that they might, you know, do one goalie one night, the other the next night. I, I thought after Friday night, I thought, I really think he's going to play Seville on Saturday night. And I think that that was the right decision to make because Seville made some key saves on Friday night to keep him in the game. And um, I, I, you know, you could have done Roden on Saturday night, but I liked starting Seville on yeah, Saturday night. I think there's there's a certain level of gamemanship that comes with coaching. Right. And when you're dealing with three freshman goaltenders, you already know that the opposing team doesn't have a whole lot of film to study. Right. They don't have a whole lot of tendencies. You can watch the kids and juniors, but it's a different system. It's a different different defense in front of them. So it's hard to really say that, you know, the way they performed in whatever level they were before yeah. coming to college uh, is going to be indicative of what you're going to see from right. that goaltender. And so part of me goes that, part of me sits in the coaching position and says, all right, Ohio State's going to expect us to do Seville and then Roden. Right. So when, for me, it was when Seville started on Friday, I thought Seville's starting on Saturday. Before I even see how he's playing. Unless okay. he plays bad. Right. Unless there's a, you know. Unless it was a particularly bad game right. where we lose like 5-1 to one or something. He's, then he's you letting get the in other a lot of easy up. goals. Yeah. I mean, even if we win and he's letting in a lot of easy goals, that then maybe I'd think about, you know. Right. Throwing Roden in. Um, but to go in there and I think to to put out that roster on Saturday that has Seville in there again with yeah. the performance that he showed on Friday just I think I have to imagine that it got into Ohio State's head a little bit. Yeah. Because some of the choices that they made for shots, especially on the power play, where I felt they passed up a quality shot to try to get a, a higher quality shot from a pass. Yeah worked to our advantage when they should have just taken the opportunities in front of them. And part of that sometimes is just thinking, I can't beat this kid right. with a good shot. I need to find the great opportunity and you just start pushing too hard. Right. Um, our penalty kill did a good job in front of them. And, and that yeah, helped they did. a ton. You know, yep. we cut down lanes and, and, and seam passes and, you kept a lot of stuff to the outside, which helped. Absolutely. The decor the decor has been playing really well this mm -hmm. season. Uh, so I should probably do my player of the game. Yeah. Who was your uh, standout player oh. of the, you know, the series? A... The series. Both games. Yeah. Obviously, Seville was on my list. Yes. I can't argue with that at all. I know. I'm sorry. I stole I that pick think... from you. No. <laughs> it's it's the obvious choice. I had to go I, with I him. Mean, I had to go with him. I would, I would question anyone who watched those two games and didn't see him at least through two games as, as the player of the weekend. Kind right. Of thing. Um, I was really impressed both nights with Bruchette. Yep. I think he was, he produced, he's on the score sheet, you yep. know, he's, he's kind of, I say proving his worth in, in the, in that regards. Um, but he also seemed to make a lot of the, the smart plays and the right plays uh, throughout both games. And, and, Oh yeah, I I wonder what you know, what the chemistry will bring for him. But he seems to be seems to be in a good good position. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's seen a lot of ice time early on this season. Uh, he's a player before the season that you and I both were very excited about. But he was definitely involved, especially Saturday night. Yeah. You know, I was kind of torn. Him and Keck were on my list. And I've been through four games this season. I have been really pleased with the play from Keck. It's the same problem I had as last year. The poor kid just seems to be snake bitten. I know. Like the number of times he had prime scoring opportunities last year and just fired it wide, good save. You know, sometimes it was like, that was an amazing save. You couldn't have done anything. You just seem to have rotten luck. It's carried over to the season. And I know. I feel so bad because I really, like, he gets really good opportunities. And he seems to have a lot of chemistry on that line with Weiss. Yep. And so I just really kind of, I kind of want to see him break through. It'll happen. And I, and I have a hard It'll time happen. picking him over, Bruchette, just because Shet seemed to actually see results. Keck seemed to have, you know, a good series against Huntsville. And I just didn't, I was torn because I kind of wanted to pick him again this time. Well, but, and, uh, and Bruchette was involved with both of our goals on Saturday night. Right. He was a key component in that. And, and Friday night, he was in position. He was making yep. good plays. And he had a couple good opportunities. Um, Joey so. Joey Abate continues to impress as well. Yeah. He gets the game winner Saturday night. Off a really good, I thought a really good play. Um, kind of a tough angle shot, but with the with the shot from the point coming at that angle, you know, it has to get tipped. It's not yep. a high quality, uh, high percentage, high percentage shot. shot from up there. Um, but our defense is doing a good job so far this year of getting the pucks through, and they got it through enough to get to about to get a stick on yep. it. Um, but you hear his name a lot. You know, when you listen to the game you on do. the radio, be it the home feed or the out-of-town feed, yeah, they're saying his name quite a bit. Or if you're the Friday night announcers, you're saying, you know, Jerry Abate instead of Joey Abate. So, oh, yeah, yeah we, got, we got some new players on the team. Yeah, Tyler Ward joined. Yeah, that yeah was he, he, he transferred from Denver. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and what was it? It was Weiss. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Weiss, yeah. Yeah. And instead of, you know, Nebraska-Omaha or Omaha, it was Nebraska part of the weekend. Yeah, those guys. I've heard those guys. I've listened to those guys before in, in the past. So I don't know which crew that was on Friday, but the Saturday night guy was terrific on that broadcast. Yeah. But I like the the conversation on did you did you pick up on the conversation on Friday when they were talking about um not for those uh those Ohio State fans out there not the Nebraska you're thinking about it's the other Nebraska and I'm sitting here going <laughs> what we've got another state now <laughs> it's the other like, Nebraska it's just another city dude and and forget and and let's you know let's just completely leave uh University of Nebraska Kearney out of there. Yeah well they don't count at they all don't have hockey. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Well, neither does Lincoln, so I don't know. I know. <laughs> it's like, hey, well, maybe someday they'll, you know, they'll get a yeah, team. Yeah, they were but... they were talking about that. Well, I know. But they until have then, a, we've got Notre Dame. They have a club team down there, so yeah, I know. It's yeah, exactly. It's so a really good club team. I'm like, I don't think they're that great of a club team, but I don't know if I would agree with that. Sentence. Regardless, it was a great series. The Mavs are three and one. We've already got a yeah. third of the wins we had last season. I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. The fans out there are feeling good. Better be. So I'm happy where we're going so far. It's it's looking up. It's looking 
Hold it together. That's Hold it together, guys. Thing. Keep developing, play tough, play smart, and good things can happen. Just keep in mind, this is not conference play yet. It's not conference play yet. <laughs> it's a whole It's a whole, whole different, different game it's a when whole you different have to game, sled yeah. through yeah. January, February, March of just quality opponent after quality mm. opponent. Yeah, and there are so many teams that when January run rolls around, even the top teams in the league that they'll suddenly, it's like they flip a switch and suddenly yeah. they're playing different hockey. So you got to be ready for that. Yeah, and looking at it, I mean, to see what to see what Denver did to BC this weekend. Yeah. I mean, you got to be looking at that going, oh, dear God, we have to play Denver. I know. And this club seems to have terrible luck playing I Denver. Know. And this is the year they break through. <laughs> yeah, they just, right. They just keep focusing on what Coach Gabinette says. Focus on process. Focus on doing the little things right. Right. You get that down, everything's going to come together. So we should talk how we watched the game some. Yeah. Uh, you went after Flow TV, was that it? Flow TV. Now, I was I was only familiar with Flow TV because they're the ones who broadcast the WCHA games. So I see a number of the WCHA fans talking about Flow. It's Flow Hockey. Flowhockey.tv. Well, they have a bunch of different. They've got a bunch, a lot of different sports. Per sport, is that how that works, or is it just like they just have a bunch of sports because they want to call attention to what they have? I don't know. I mean, Bridget signed up at Flow Hockey because that's where we had to go to find the sport we were looking for. But basically, on Flow Sports, a monthly subscription costs thirty dollars, or you can get an annual pro pass, which is $150. So it, I think that that's what, like probably twelve fifty or so per month, I'm guessing. $12.44, so yeah. Yeah. So, and I think you can watch, um, I believe you can watch the entire, you get access to the entire pro, uh, Flow Sports platform. Okay. Which is, you know, I think supposed to be like, 2000 games across all the sports that they cover and it looks like they come I mean they cover like when you look at all the different sports like an insane number of sports yeah so $30 is a little pricey if you're just wanting to watch a weekend against Ohio State then they they cover they the BTN plus games so the Big Ten Network plus games which those are games that are not on one of the Big Ten Network channels that plays on satellite and cable. Right. That's their streaming service. Right. So you have to subscribe. So you can subscribe through BTN Plus for whatever their fee is, which I know you guys got that That's one. That's what we did. So we did the... And, and how much was that? It's nine ninety nine. It's It's basically 10 bucks for the month if you wanted one team. Right. You've got to pick your team in the Big Ten. Right. So you would pick Ohio State for the series that we just watched this last weekend. Right. And nine ninety nine, ten bucks basically. Isn't... It's a reasonable amount right. of money. 30 bucks now, sounds like a lot of money right. to spend, but here's the reason why we did it. Because in a couple of weeks, UNO is going to be at the University of Alaska Anchorage, which is a WCHA team, and that series is going to be on Flow Sports. So we decided to go ahead and watch the Ohio State series via Flow Sports, pay the 30 bucks, because it's within the month window that we have that. Okay. And... That way we can watch Anchorage here in a couple weeks. So I kind of wanted to see more than just Ohio State. Sure. So I went ahead. They have a $15 a month option to go and get 
basically anything that's on everything that's on btn for mm -hmm. btn plus for for a month and so i chose that option um quality wise did you what did you think of the flow tv stuff it was it was fine it would have been the same feed that you were watching right so there was part of that game where they were on saturday at ohio state where they were having technical difficulties during the uno ohio state game so that was I mean, we ran into the same thing you did. So basically, they're just pulling the BTN feed. See, but we also, but we also, because sometimes when those, sometimes when those services pull a secondary feed like that, you end up with lower quality video. Something different, yeah. But you're saying the quality was about what you would expect. The quality was fine. I mean, I don't, I don't have like huge expectations with these streaming services. The quality was decent. Yeah. It was, it was pretty much when I've watched. Because I think the last time, a few years ago, when UNO played at Ohio State, I believe I bought the BTN Plus feed through the BTN app mm -hmm. at that point in time. And it seemed similar to me, so I don't think it's drastically different. And then we also get got access to like the uh, Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota Duluth series that right. was also played this weekend so we were able to get that too and, and i that was I, why that's why i went with the everything on btn and my apologies i should have so that... I, I should have texted you about that bridget put that in her game preview so yeah. if you guys don't read the game previews in the news section at mappuck.com do it because she'll she'll she outline just, all those tv yeah. options so she had done the research so i i, I don't know that i would have gone flow tv even even knowing about it i don't know so possibly are, but are, I mean, are you going to pay the 30 bucks when the anchorage <laughs> no there's Reddit for that. Oh my God. Shh. We don't, you know, we <laughs> don't endorse. Yeah. We don't endorse, you know, sketchy streaming services here. Yeah. Well, we won't talk about what Jason does to watch oh my hockey. Gosh, we're just not, yeah. Don't listen to him at all, folks. This is where John, you know, like. <laughs> I'm a bad know, influence. He's a, well, he's a terrible influence, but I'm completely immune to it because I go, you know, totally legit. So, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway. Those Mine's of you that got pro sports, you'll be, um, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about it. Don't want to hear about it at all. You should have gotten flow sports subscription. And if I had been smart, I would have texted you guys and told you that. But instead yeah, I was, I, I was questioning your choices on Twitter and, uh, and, uh, I didn't mean to shame you or anything. I just, I was no. like, Oh man, if I had known, then they, and there would be other games here the next, you know, couple weeks that we can watch too. So yeah, we'll, uh, Catch the main. That's the one I really want to watch. Well, you and I will be able to watch that. So the Hockey East games we learned are on CBS. CBS All Access, mm -hmm. which this is kind of their first original sports foray. A lot of times, you know, they'll stream your local CBS affiliate on CBS Sports, but uh, this year they're going to have looks like all the Hockey East games. Yeah. So, which I think that brings into the conversation about what's the future of streaming because uh, back backstory try to make it as short as possible because i don't really need to get everyone into all this drama but colorado in colorado they're having a dispute between direct tv and comcast runs xfinity and dish network and those three providers are not carrying the local sports channel that carries the Colorado avalanche doug and bird nuggets the mammoth the rapids um, you know, a handful of, of sports in the area there, plus all their independent programming and stuff. And, and this disputes over, you know, where they get placed in a package and how much they're getting 
in revenue from subscribers and that stuff. So, you know, the usual stuff. But a lot of the fans in Colorado, and this happened in, in New York like a year ago, two years ago maybe it was, I think when you couldn't get Ranger games on Mask and Square Garden TV, if you had like Dish Network or, or DirecTV or something, or, or the two of them, I think it was, you had to have like cable and it was the only option. You know, with the with the market changing, like how long do does the NCHC have their own app? Does it, is it really, do you think it's really feasible for them to continue to, to kind of fund this? Or do they look at partnering with, it's hard Something. to know. I mean, right now they make, I mean, if you read, I think it's their annual report that they put on, uh, you know, uh, the NCHC website. You know, I think they like that revenue that they get. And then the, the conference team share in that revenue. I think they'll try to go it alone for as long as they can. Mm-hmm. But the day may come where it's just not, you know, feasible technically for them to do all their broadcasts and they might end up partnering with somebody. And because they already have that relationship with, the CBS Sports Network on cable and satellite, mm-hmm. they might go with a CBS All Access, and CBS might make you know the deal um, fairly lucrative for them, just to get more content on their right. streaming platform because that's it's that's where that's where the battle is going to be waged. My feeling is when I hear about some of those uh, you know cable and satellite provider disputes, disputes yeah. <laughs> I you know, first and foremost I feel like sports is the only thing that's holding you know traditional cable and satellite packages, you know, together, because that's the most compelling content they have. A lot of the other content you can find on a variety of other streaming services. Plus, there's just a lot of original kind of scripted entertainment out there for people to watch, you know, how much of it can you consume in a given year anyway? People are busy. People are doing a lot of things. So I hate to hear about that happening because eventually it's going to go to the point where, you know, you're able to subscribe, for example, if you're a Colorado Avalanche fan like Jason, I think the day will come when the Colorado Avalanche, you know, via the NHL probably have a streaming package that you'll be able to buy buy so that you can just watch all of their games during a season. Yeah. Well, the cable the cable provider is the reason why we can't. Right. Because if it wasn't for Exactly right now, you yeah. Just have, I'd have I've got my NHL subscription. Yeah, but you're blacked out because apparently here in Omaha, Nebraska, yeah. we're in there. Right, which is absurd. Like it drives me crazy because when we moved out here, I was like banging my head against the wall with cops because we're we're close. We're closer to to three NHL teams. I yeah. can get to St. Louis, Chicago, and Minnesota faster than I can get to Denver. Yeah, and I think I think mile wise, we're closer to the Twin Cities, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's just weird, and it's like. Obviously, being in Omaha, it's strange because you cross the river and you're in Minnesota territory. Yeah, and so it's crazy. Literally, like I had I had moments in my life before I learned some tech stuff, um, where I I would take a long drive to Council Bluffs and sit in the parking lot and watch a game because I really wanted to see that game, and that was the only way to do it is to make right. sure that I was connected on. And my geolocation was pinged as <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> Only the you. things I go through to watch hockey. But I think it's interesting because you look at what what's happening in the world of marketing uh, right. of media and and the marketing direct to consumer kind of concept. Yeah, and you've got Disney coming out with Disney Plus. Yep. Disney owns a controlling stake in Hulu. Yep. Most of ABC's content. They also own the. Uh, 
20th Century Fox Entertainment and yep. sports assets. ESPN. Yeah. I, you know, and so I look at like CBS and, and you mentioned, you know, they may make a lucrative offer just to get content. You know, that seems to me to be like, all right, we need a quality feed. Because one of the things as a consumer that, that drives me crazy is, is, you know, when I pay like the Big Ten stuff, I paid $15 to watch this content. And Friday night, the picture, like the, the picture quality was okay. But good Lord, learn how to adjust your white balance. Oh, yeah. The white balance was off oh, both games. Oh, my. Yeah. God, that was terrible. Points. Yeah. And so, like, I have a hard time with that because it's like, it's my money. And it, this is the reason why I'm paying that money. I want a quality product. And I wonder if partnering with something like CBS couldn't take them to the level where you get a high quality product and you don't have to deal with where do I watch the games, regardless of who it's on? Like if, right. if it was just every Nebraska Omaha game, regardless of where it was they on were CBS playing. All Access, yeah. for example, yeah. And I think that that you know I think that would be good for the consumers. Yeah, it would definitely be good for the consumer. Terrible for and cable companies. No, <laughs> absolutely. And I think I think we're headed that where obviously this is still relatively speaking this this streaming of these really niche sports is still kind of a relatively new thing and so i think the quality will get better i think that the technology will get better because it always does yeah and um and that's why i tell people all the time like the thing to remember about streaming services you know whether you're doing like a, a big 10 plus type of thing where you're just looking at you know certain sports content and stuff or whether you're doing something like uh you know youtube tv or hulu live or something like that like what you're looking at right now is the worst product you are going to see. Yeah, even though it might look service. right, even though it might look nice, it's not anywhere near the but resolution. They're going to look like in five, ten no. years or something like that. I mean, right, and, it, and the, the the tricky thing obviously right now is live sports. Like a lot of the like on demand entertainment company right. entertainment content, you can stream that in you know 4K and it looks beautiful. It's not as good as like you know 4K on a 4K Blu-ray. But it's beautiful yeah. compared to what we're getting. But a lot of that live sports content isn't what it's going to be. But, you know, give it time. Yeah. Give bandwidth connections times. But even, yeah. I mean, say, even the NHL stuff through the NHL app. Right. I mean, it used to be, when I first started subscribing, you know, it was a big deal that you could get 1080p games. Yeah. And now I can get 1080p in 60 frames per second. And if you haven't watched hockey in 60 frames per second, I mean... It looks beautiful. It's smooth. It, it looks beautiful compared to what HD was, you know, 10 yeah. years ago. 10 it's years ago, there was a lot of just, pixelation yeah. on, on fast motion content. Right. Yeah, anytime the puck moves, it turns into like this, like, little, hazy little blocky digital artifact deal. Yeah. So I think in the early days, it had the, like, it had a little black trail behind it. And I, it took me back to the days of the, like, glowing pucks. Exactly. Crud from NBC. Well, and speaking of streaming, to give you an update from last time, UNO has a, through their partner Learfield, who handles yeah, their broadcast. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. Right, they um, are have gotten away. They had a they had a, a blackout radius of seventy five miles around Omaha. Oh, that was for the tune in for the radio yes, thing, that was yeah. for the tune in radio thing. And apparently, they've they're they're lifting that. They're working that. UNO was unaware, right? But they're getting that straightened out. So that's one thing. And then Bridget and I have been in contact with the NCHC about NCHC TV, and they are working on the issues. There will be more. App updates coming in the next few weeks. Jason and I talked about that. So, you know, we'll let you know on this podcast and on uh, the Map Puck Twitter if we hear. Yeah, and our comments, 
our comment yeah. last week was just that. Like they're yeah. they're clearly making a transition. Just give them some time. Get a new streaming Let partner. Them... Yeah, they'll get it figured out. They'll yeah. get it worked out. And and I think. Yeah, I I mean hopefully they get it worked out sooner rather than later because yeah. you know NCHC games are coming and we need to. We're excited. We enjoy watching those. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Denver this weekend, and it was fun, so. So, next week, we have no one. No, We got the week off. Week off. Now, while UNO is taking the week off, we have our special episode coming. Yes, we do, which we talked about last week. Yeah. Very, in very vague terms, so. I don't remember seeing anyone taking a guess at what we're doing next week. No. That's okay. They're just, I guess... They just want to be. They just want to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what they get surprised by. That's right. Uh, The week after, the weekend after, then we make our trek up north. Our trek to Anchorage. So, what do you think about going up to Seville's hometown? Yeah, that's Uh, right. Hometown, home state. Home state. Is he from Anchorage? I don't remember. I don't know. Is he? I know he's from Alaska. Let's look that up. Look it up, John. I think he's from Anchorage. I thought so, too. But then I had second-guessed myself, and that usually gets me. <laughs> that usually gets you in trouble. I um, think and guess myself Yeah, pull up the roster here, Jay. Yeah, here we go. What'd you find? I'm working on it. Anchorage, Alaska. That's right. Born in 2000. What are you kidding? It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. My UNO hockey attendance streak was already well underway by the time 2000 rolled around. <laughs> I, I, can, I can pleasantly say that we have yet to have a player born after when I came to Omaha. So I still got a few more years. Okay, so you still got a few more years for that. Yeah, they're going up to Anchorage. This is, this is one they need to sweep. You know, traveling to Alaska is always a challenge for teams. It's a it long is. travel. Well, and a lot of newer it's, fans like you don't remember our CCHA days. We had you guys a, didn't make it we regularly. Had a, a hell of a time. Yeah, because Fairbanks, much to the chagrin of, of UNO, was our travel partner during those years. So we had to make that trip every single year. And I got to tell you, for a lot of years, we had a lot of difficulty winning in Fairbanks. It's a, it's a hard track. Denver used to play them. Um, well... They alternated. It was Anchorage and then Fairbanks and then Anchorage and then Fairbanks alternating years for like 10 years where they go up there early in the season. Um, and I mean, I remember good DU teams struggling up there, losing up there. So I think the boys need to go into it knowing that this isn't this isn't a fun trip. No, it's, it's a weird, weird travel up yeah. there. I always wonder how, you know, I'm, I'll be curious to see how Seville does, uh, playing in his hometown. I, yeah. he's going to get a, I, he's going to get a, a start. I, I don't see how you don't start him in at least one. Yeah. Maybe he gets two. I don't know. He may. I but think... he'll have, he'll have friends and family at the game and, you know, how he handles the distractions that come with, you know, all of a sudden being close to home. Uh, we'll have to see, you know, what what comes of that. Right. I don't know how long he's been away from Anchorage, so it may be 
it may not be a big deal at all. Some of these kids, it's like I was born there, but yeah, I think they'll be like fine. A year and I think they'll be it's fine. like Gensel being born in Omaha. I mean, in my mind, this is this is one of those series that if you know really is serious about turning the corner this season, this is one they got to go up and they got to they got to take charge both of those games. That's yeah. easier said than done. I mean, I, I take nothing for granted, but this is one of those where you know you're three and one right now. You have a chance after that series to be five and one. And five and one puts you in a really good position. Puts you in a very good position. Four and two isn't so stable. No. And I mean, four and two is not bad either, but I just, this is one of those moments where. And three and three is we've, we messed. Yeah. Something, something will have gone very wrong if that happens in my opinion. So take nothing for granted Mavs, but. That's a series that I think they've got to look at is these are must win games for us. Yeah. We got to get it done later on down the road. Winning in these non-conference games makes such a huge difference when you're starting to think about, you know, other things down the line, like postseason and everything else, which, you know, obviously we're not looking at yet, but you, you can't, can't get ahead of, you know, you can't, can't yeah, put that out of sight. Yeah, when start looking at rankings down the way, I think a lot of teams have, they look at, the bubble teams that don't make it in, a lot of times look at it going, we if, messed if they had up in that. Beat, yeah. Because if, you, if you're winning a conference game, you're usually getting enough boost in the pairwise that... In our conference. Well, especially in our conference. But yeah. Even in the other conferences. Like, if you're getting conference wins, you're usually going to get a pretty good But bump. when you're trying to win those comparisons when, down the stretch, yeah. that's where the non-conference that's where the non-conference, non-conference huge, games come in. And that's play. what they have to do, so... I'm picking that UNO is going to sweep that series. Okay. That was our best series. Despite all the struggles last season, we swept Anchorage. It wasn't pretty in that series right around New Year's, but we swept Anchorage. So I'm saying we sweep Anchorage. You're tempting me. You're trying to tempt me. Be bold. Give us us something interesting here. You're trying to say, Jason, sweep too. Yeah. Um... Like matchup wise, we should win. Dollar for dollar, point for point, these guys should be able to pull it off. It this whole season is going to be hard for me because they're freshmen and I'm just like, can they do what they're supposed to do? There's still a lot of unknowns. You look at the series at Ohio State this weekend and they made a lot of mistakes. They did, and that, that series could have gone a number of different ways. They held it together. I, I feel that when we're playing disciplined hockey and they're doing what coach Gabinette wants. I feel like these guys right now look like a team that can play five on five with anybody in the country. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say a split partly just to be different. Okay. Partly just because again, they're freshmen and I just don't know. I will be happy if I am wrong. But it's a long travel. We beat Anchorage here last year, not there. So I am going to say the split. Uh, I am going to say, I'm going to say we win Friday and we let up a little bit on Saturday. Okay, maybe a little overconfidence there. Yeah. I just think I could, the thing that gets through my head is I could see them going out Friday night and 
just being, we've got to prove ourselves. Seville starts, he's in front of friends and family and just plays lights out and we like roll him like 6-1 or something. Like I could see a, you know, a substantial win on Friday and then you get that, that, that mindset that has a tendency to creep into freshmen that, yeah, we got this. We yeah. don't have to. We don't have to put in the work that coach tells us that we put into, you know, and this is the game where they realize like, and they have you, a little bit of a misstep. There's still an NCAA young team. team. If you don't put in the time. Yeah. If you don't put in the work ethic, then you're going to lose. Well, that would definitely be a learning moment if that yeah. happened. And that might be a good opportunity for him to reset, but I'm I, going with the sweep. That's fine. I'm going with the sweep. Five and one more from losing. Then you learn five from and winning. one. I love this podcast a lot more when they're winning. <laughs> and you so want to keep I just having fun. Keep, I want it to keep happening. It's a lot easier to talk about a team that's winning for sure. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, yeah. Keep the Mavericks rolling. Raha! Yeah. <laughs> All right. So sweep for John and a split for Jason. Yeah. Very exciting. The kids are peeking in at us. So I think they want us to be done. They are. Yeah. Yeah, Lexi's looking at us right now with a giant smile on her Puppy face. Puppy dog eyes. <laughs> Aww. All right. Johnny, want to wrap us up? So until we, until we talk to you again, follow, follow Matt Puck on, on Twitter. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook. You can find links to all of that at mattpuck.com. You can sign up for an account there too. And we're trying to do a lot of great things with the site this year. Yeah. It's all part of that that kind of multi-season reboot process. This is It's like Gabinet with the team. It's, it's all about the process. <laughs> Slowly but surely, we're trying to get things better with the help of people like Jason. I'm able to do that, and we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate the positive feedback, and until next time, go Mavs. Go Mavs.